Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blake CNFT. This is the podcast that's dedicated to helping you learn more about Cardano and the projects that are being built and how to invest your hard-earned ADA. Today, we have a special guest, Zushan, coming on the podcast to talk about ADA Ninjas. He is the COO over at that project, and we get into a lot of interesting details about the second drop that they have coming up, their roadmap, the manga, the music, all the things that are going on in this exciting project. And I'm just excited for you guys to hear it. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today we have a special interview with the Ada Ninjas team. This is Zushan. He is the COO of their project. And today we're just going to be asking some questions. And uh, if you guys are interested in this project, you can hear some more information. Um, so I'm just here to pass along this stuff to you and to give you an insider look into what's going on behind the scenes and what they've got coming up in the future. So without further ado, Zushan, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Blake. Absolute pleasure being here and looking forward to chatting to you, mate. All right. Awesome. So first of all, I'd love to hear kind of your story or just, I guess, the story of Aiden Ninjas. How did you get into Cardano? Why did you choose Cardano to launch your project on? Yeah, look, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. And, you know, I'll be very honest. I think I lost my uh, NFT virginity, as you call it, on, on Ethereum and not Cardano. Uh, so that's where I got my first taste of how the NFT world works. And to be honest, it wasn't too long ago, I'd say about eight or nine months ago, the first thing that just stood out to me was, was gas, right? Uh, as it does for a lot of people. Um, I had been dabbling in crypto uh, prior to that, probably from late 2019, early 20, oh, sorry, late 2020, early 2021. Yeah. The years were all and messed up, so... Yeah, it's, it's, it's all over the place, isn't it, at the moment? <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 I had my sort of uh, bags of, of the main sort of uh, cryptos that I went for, uh, some of the altcoins that I like, uh, Cardano being one of them. You know, Tommy, who is uh, the other co-founder, and I, when we caught up, and we're, we're mates from prior to this, and both of us are based in, in Canberra, Australia, and, uh, you know, we, we sort of sat down, started talking about NFTs, um, you know, looked at Ethereum, tried our hands on, uh, on a couple of different uh, NFTs, tried to flip them. One worked, one didn't for me at least, you know, but that, that's, that was a part of it. And um, we started looking into what alternatives there are. And, you know, we saw Sol and Cardano. And because I guess we were familiar with Cardano, Having having invested in in the uh, in the blockchain itself, uh, we thought, hey, you know, this looks really really cool. Why don't we give it a shot? Um, I think one of the things was obviously, as I mentioned, the gas, but then the other aspects that sort of brought us in towards Cardano included, you know, the the community looked really really cool. People seemed really really nice from the like you know I was looking into things like claymates and space buds back in the day before we launched and people seemed really interactive and and honest and genuine so that was another thing um, Cardano obviously being being the green crypto 
uh, was it was an added plus, of course, something that's sustainable and long run because, you know, Ada Ninjas is a long term project, essentially, as as our community knows and everybody knows. So that sort of drove us to Cardano. Personally, it's great to be in this space because it's, you know, the cliche, oh, we're in NFTs and we're so early. But in Cardano, you're genuinely early, right? As you would yeah. know. Uh, and to come in and make the sort of project that we're making at the moment and working towards, um, you know, I haven't seen a lot of this kind of stuff, even in other blockchains. So uh, big promises, but, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're getting there and we're delivering on that. So I think Cardano is and will continue to be the way for us to go. Well, we're too integrated in the ecosystem now regardless and and we're loving it you just mentioned other blockchains uh, how do you feel like cardano is ahead in some ways maybe from from your opinion or from what you've seen with solana or eth, ETH uh, projects yeah look i what i what i do quite like in the cnft space in particular is that um you know you've had some projects come up recently that are that are copycats um solana is full of them uh, when you look at, you know, copycat projects from Ethereum, Cardano still has a lot of fresh, innovative uh, ideas and content and NFTs that are coming out with different sorts of ideas. So I really, really think Cardano's ahead there. I think on the flip side, you know, obviously it's not as mature as those larger uh, blockchains just as yet, but you have to look at that as as an advantage, right? Like sometimes we sit down as a development team and we go, hey, can we get this done? And then we realize, okay, well, maybe we could have if we were on Ethereum, we can't on Cardano, but we can work to be the first to get it done on Cardano when mm. it's ready to go. So that's how we always try and think of it rather than looking at it as a disadvantage. Uh, we consider it as, okay, well, we've got this idea. Let's put it on hold. Once the blockchain allows us to do this, then we'll go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and and in its own way, that's a that's a very positive thing to have because it allows you to think ahead and and plan for the future. Uh, and and you know, we as a project, uh, Ada Ninjas, as a business rather, is is very much focused on the six months and the one year from now. Not so much on the next week or the month after. Right. And uh, you mentioned your development team. How many people are working on the project? And then, you know, like full-time, part-time, total staff? Yeah, sure. So um, look, Tommy and myself are the co-founders. Ada Ninjas is a community-driven manga NFT project where we provide utility to the NFT holders via the manga, the characters, the story, the voting on the story, the clan wars, um, and the live interactive sessions that we do in our Discord. So that gamification element. And then at the same time, it's the crowdfunding to create a manga story that the community wants. When we went into this project, you know, we were thinking, what would have been the coolest thing when I was 12 years ago, uh, 12 years old, ages ago, um, and reading manga and watching anime? Dragon Ball Z, I got to decide what Goku gets to do. Mm. And then three weeks later or two weeks later, we can present your decision in an actual story format via manga. That is so cool. The, yeah. the child in me, the little 
you know, 13-year-old otaku, anyone who grew up with a bit of that, um, you know, Japanese anime sort of uh, interest, they love that. And even if it's not, right, we all saw, uh, what was it, Black Mirror on Netflix, where you got to make the decisions. Mm. Uh, that that was yeah. a huge success, right? So the blockchain enables you to do this. And you're going to see more and more of this as uh, in the entertainment sphere as as cryptocurrency blockchain nfts mature um so uh, that's where the idea came from from tommy and myself um the staff as a whole we've got a chief creative officer who's also our story lead ignacio who runs the whole story side of things and he's got three staff members on the manga side who are illustrators and three writers as well working for him who create the whole background story so we've got them, uh, we've got an ops manager, uh, a head of marketing, and a bunch of other people. I think collectively our team, full-time and part-time put together, it's about 26 or 27 people, wow. perhaps even more. Maybe I'm getting the numbers wrong. And the most exciting part about it, and I think we were talking about this before uh, before you know we went on to this, this discussion, is our team is based everywhere, you know. West Coast and East Coast of the US, all the way to Australia um, and everything in between. You know, we've got um, Spain, Germany, uh, Kenya, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, India, Pakistan, Philippines, uh, Italy, uh, you know, you name it essentially. So, team meetings can be really fun when it comes to figuring out time zones, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's worth it because I think one of the most important things for us at Ada Ninjas has always been to bring in that element of diverse thinking, right? And mm. you can only have diverse thinking if you have people from different cultures, different uh, communities coming on board and having a say on how things work. Because often we'll be having a team brainstorm and you know, someone based in the Philippines will come up with an idea or like our operations manager, EJ, might say, hey, Zushan, you know, I think this is the way to go. And I'll be like, whoa, I had never thought of that, you know? And, and the same way, another thing that we're really pushing for is to have more female staff members on the team. Uh, because, you know, and, and, and I, I was speaking on, on a Twitter space uh, recently, I think it was a Cardano Women Twitter space, and, and, you know, we, we, we discussed this as well, that um, the space is still a little bit, uh, you know, tiered towards men with our project and what we're trying to achieve. Our characters, our NFT avatars are male, female, non-binary. You know, we don't list them as either or. And people like that. And our community, before we did our first launch, our community said we would like to have female ninjas too. And then the female community members helped us uh, essentially come up with aspects of those designs. And now with, you know, Daria, our head of marketing, uh, she has a lot of input on how to bring out uh, more diversity within, within our, our collection, but also our manga and so on. And, you know, it can be a bit of a tricky space in the anime space in that we don't want to make it necessarily about sexualization or anything down that realm but yeah big team lots of things going on I know I went into a bit of a tangent there but uh, it's it really important for me to mention that uh, you know we strive to have 
uh, lots of different people on the team so that we can really bring in that diversity of thought, which in my personal opinion leads to a lot of innovation. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you going through all that because, you know, one of the big things that I talk about, you know, with my community or just when I look at an NFT project is like, what, what is the team like? You know, it's really hard yeah. to get that level of trust. Like I'm going to give somebody my ADA for this asset. Like, who are they? What do they do? How serious are they? Are they just trying to make a quick, you know, make some quick ADA and run, you know? And so I, I think it's important to know where all these people are and how they're all kind of have this unified goal of, you know, making the characters, the NFTs, but then also building the manga and, and other things that you guys have in your roadmap. So that's, that's really cool. So according to your roadmap, you had your initial sale on October 8th and, you know, that sold out and, you know, looking at your roadmap, I think it's really cool to see projects that, you know, finished their mint, you know, two, three, four months ago and farther back to actually go back and say, Hey, are they actually doing, you know, what they're saying? And, um, you know, you have a few ticket items from, you know, quarter four of last year. Are you guys on pace with um, what you guys set out to do? Yeah. Look, one of the things that we've really tried to focus on is making sure we have the right resources on board who can actually deliver the products that we've promised on our roadmap right so we could rush we could have rushed done the second season mint not had anything ready but you know let's step back from that deliver what we promised and we are definitely on track with that um you know we've released about i think four manga chapters at this point uh the community gets to read Every, anyone can read it at this point. It will change later on, but at the moment, anyone can read it. Um, you know, we're bringing in the community-driven element. So if you, if you hold a Ninja NFT and you're verified on our Discord server, you can go in and vote on where you want to see the story go. So we give you options and you can work with your clan uh, to decide where you want the story to go to benefit your clan. So that's happening on the music front. Um, you know, we released our first uh, single and, you know, it's uh, been an overwhelming response. Over 50,000 streams on Spotify. Uh, awesome. Just recently, we dropped a snippet of the um, music video as well on our Twitter. So, uh, you know, you can, you can check that out. It's uh, our, our animator for the music video is doing some awesome work. Um, yeah, I saw and, that. I'll leave a link know, in the description for people to see. Similarly, um, you know, we, we started working on the merchandise. We pushed it back a bit because, you know, it's, it is in our roadmap, but it's not a priority. Um, we've already uh, done some giveaways, had some sales of our merch and so on. And now it's just about, um, more recently, it's just been the focus is season two. And before that, getting our white paper, which we call the Ninja Scroll, ready to go uh, in the next, I'd say, seven to 10 days. You know, you could have launched uh, season two a little bit earlier, but you have decided to, to wait a little bit. And I, I think that's launching in February. Is that correct? Can you tell us a little bit about season two? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's, it's, a, it's a simple format. Um, you need to have, an, have a season one to mint to season two. Um, all of that information is going to be in the Ninja Scroll, the white paper, uh, explaining how you go about it, why we've decided to do that, why it's beneficial to OG holders, uh, and so on. It's on the 4th of February, uh, 8 p.m. UTC. 
Um, and essentially, yeah, it's a completely different manga art style from season one. It's the same artist, V, who is our NFT artist. And I think the only member on our team who's chosen not to dox for personal reasons, um, he, he has gone way above what we knew that he could do and com come up with a completely unique set of NFTs. And it's absolutely amazing to think that if you compare the first season and the second season, they're both fantastic in their own right, but they're completely different art styles of manga. Mm. And, and, you know, that's what we're trying to do with each of these is push to push the limits, to create something different, um, create something unique. And, you know, this season in itself is going to be a blast because with this, with the Ninja Scroll coming out, all of the OG RMR NFT season one utilities are going to be released, which will be different to season two and season three. We are going for a different, a lower uh, mint price this time around, you know, with royalties coming in, smart contracts, that sort of thing. We always try and calculate what we need to achieve the goals. And if it's far more than that, we're going to go over it. We don't, we don't think we need to sell at an excessively high uh, mint price current looking at the current market and everything that's going on and also where we stand so uh, it's going to be a lower price uh, obviously you can you have to hold season one to get season two uh, that's your ticket your gateway into it uh, but yeah it's 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 fun and it's uh, it's always fun to get back into that that world of preparing for a mint right yeah. Uh, it's it's a whole other hype. You've got everyone buzzing. The the admins are like like super motivated. We've got some incredible admins, different skills, and and uh, you know someone is like a master at data entry. The other one is like a pro at making bots. Uh, one of them is like the hype man who just goes and gets the server rallied up. So it's it's incredible, like the way uh, our our admins do the job that they do. So I think everyone's really pumped. And it's reignited uh, a lot of that passion around the mint time of things because, you know, we were like, let's put our heads down, get all the resourcing right, focus on that front in time for season two so that we can say with confidence that we have delivered what we set out to achieve and will continue to deliver what we have promised. So obviously we have the, you know, season one, we have the RMR, you know, 8,888 collection. And then in your roadmap, you've, you've talked about the, the music, which is kind of like, almost kind of like a bonus, you know, this is what we're going to do to kind of build out our IP, our intellectual property to make it more valuable for everyone, the, the project owners and the holders, you know, hopefully in the future. And um, so in terms of the, the music and then the manga, um, how many tracks will be in the first kind of album and when you expect to have that finished and then how quickly are you getting this manga through? Like you're, I think, are you making like a page or two each week or like a whole chapter or um, how are you guys doing that? Yeah, so we deliver approximately 11 to 15 pages a week at this wow. point. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a whirlwind. It's, it's not easy, you know, like um, it's, it's, it's not like our artists are machines, right? They, they need the creative spark, the writers do too. And to churn that sort of number out it isn't easy, but, um, you know, they're, they're committed to it. They're brilliant. Sometimes I wonder where that creativity comes from because it's baffling to me. Um, yeah. And we do airdrop those uh, as NFTs. So each page 
uh, as, a, as a random raffle to our NFT holders. Uh, and that'll con continue to be the case. Um, currently, we've got the RMR Origins series running, uh, which, which you know we hope to wrap up, or it will wrap up with the Atsuko launch. And then we go into the Atsuko um, Origin series, manga series, which will then come out, explain their story. Um, but we, we're going to answer a lot of things about the direction of the manga and the volumes and chapters in the Ninja Scroll. So I keep saying that, but this is, you know, the, this has been our work for the last month to get mm. the scroll really ready, the white paper ready and going uh, to really give our community members, uh, you know, a sense of what's going on and, and what we are working with them on and where we plan to go. On the music front, um, I can't say what the number of songs is um, just yet, how many tracks there are going to be. The second track, the work on the second track has already begun. Um, our community has actually, uh, you know, we, we actually gave them the beats, asked them to pick which beat they liked the most. So our, our, um, our music uh, team. So we work with Mirai Music, who are based in LA. Uh, fantastic music composers and and musicians over mm. there. Uh, so they made four beats. They said, "We asked the community, what sort of beat do you think would suit RMR, right? As as the clan that it is." And then they picked a beat that they liked. And then we got them to write the lyrics. And then we brought in those lyrics and we're putting them into the song. We're going to get an artist to come and sing those and so on. So that second track is already in the works. Um, I'm not saying yes to the integration of music and NFTs, but I'm not saying no either. Right. Uh, stay tuned to the Ninja Scroll. Um, if you know, you know, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's um, we are an NFT manga business. We also dabble in music. Um, you know, I think it would give, uh, give, I'm not, I'm not trying to give anything away, but we should see. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit just for people who are, you know, unfamiliar with this project and they're just kind of hearing about this for the first time. Can you talk a little bit about the, the three clans? And, um, if you, you know, if you guys go into the discord, uh, in the, in the description, you'll see, you know, how many ninjas there are in the channel and then RMR and, and the other ones, uh, can you talk a little about yeah. that and then the dynamic between them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you a quick quick rundown of, sure. of the three clans and where that came from. And so essentially we have created a, an artificial uh, island nation in the real world uh, that sort of starts, its northern tip is, is close to Japan and its sort of southeastern tip touches uh, or is very close to Indonesia. So that's sort of the region uh, that that the nation is based in, and you know, there um, obviously there's it's been colonized by different nations over thousands of years. But there is there is this sort of ore um, that a blacksmith found, and this is the origin story that we launched before as a light novel before our first drop, and this or was forged into a katana and then broken into three pieces, mm. which were found by three individuals uh, hundreds of years ago. The first being the Aramar, whose origin story is, uh, you know, going on at the moment. 
uh, the RMR are the guardians or like the protectors. They're the ones who have sort of fused this uh, this power or the magic or whatever you want to call it of of the ore with with technology. So they are at the forefront of you know modern tech across the globe and on a global scale. Uh, you know, nations from all around the world come to Nineveh because they know that the RMR are the the finest when it comes to technology. Um, you've got the second clan, which is the Daisuke. Um, and the Daisuke are, have forged the, the ore, the Hoskinanium, with, with nature. So they're the nomads. They wander the mountains, the desert, the forests of Nineveh. They're not really into the politics, or rather they're apathetic to it, maybe perhaps fed up with it. And they're more about nurturing the land, looking after one another, very tribal, very nomadic. Um, and, you know, for them, it's all about, like, shamanistic elements and that's how they use the ore and then you've got the Atsuko which of course is our drop on the 4th of February and they're almost like I always like to say if the RMR are the bourgeoisie then the Atsuko are the proletariat but their methods aren't exactly what you would call suitable to social constructs and they're the underground clan and you know they they fused their hoskinanium with black magic and spirits and that sort of thing and you know they're not happy with what the rmr are doing uh, in nineveh working with the government and where you know they've created this elite status and so on um but there's no clear black and white in this world because you know it's like the real world there's no clear cut good or evil there's no clan that is uh perfect on either side just fantastic or completely downright rotten it's none of that it's it's all gray right you got three clans with different values and visions they're gonna go to war right at some point uh that's gonna happen and and that's that's essentially what what the what the three clans are about and coming to what you talked about with our discord you go into our discord you can read a brief summary about each clan decide which clan suits your personality and then pick that clan you then get access to that clan's uh channels where you can talk to your fellow clan members you can vote together if you oh if you hold a ninja you can then also vote on your clan specific story um and you can also hype up uh, each other and collectively vote and then also go and try to recruit new people into your clan and you know have that sort of opportunity to to brag and you know be braggadocious about the fact that you pulled in a new member and the other clan didn't and so on so so it really creates like a healthy fun banter between the community and and they are incredible well i know that um a lot of mangas, well, they're they're made in Japan, so they are native to Japanese. I'm I'm curious what I, I'm getting. You know, English is probably going to be the, the language that you guys use. But do you have plans for implementing other languages? Um, obviously, if you did make one in Japanese, that would bring in a whole new audience. You know, people who are, you know, Japanese who love reading manga, and they're like, oh, this is cool, and this is on a blockchain. You know, that that seems like a cool crossover opportunity. Yeah, look, absolutely. I think it's a it's it's a tricky one though, right? Because on the one hand. 
uh, we are a manga project, but we are inspired by Japanese manga, but grown up reading manga in English sure. uh, or currently making manga in English or writing stories in English and watching anime in English. So for us to claim, and, and you know, that's the thing, Nineveh as a nation is, is, has Japanese influence. It was colonized by the Japanese, but it's definitely not uh, a Japanese nation. English is the national language. It's a diverse uh, community. You've got people of various ethnicities and cultures due to, uh, you know, immigration, uh, colonization, and so on. People from uh, various cultures and so on. So we feed that into the story because that's how we I see. envision it as well. Um, we take a lot of inspiration from Japan, obviously. Um, we hope that one day we are at a point where we can translate the manga into various languages. Um, one of the things that we intend to do when the travel situations get a bit better is for the team to actually go and meet some of the people within the manga and anime space in Japan who we've already started getting in touch with to learn from them, to get advice from them, to understand how we can do things better, how we can do justice to, to the world that essentially, or the space that inspires us without claiming that we do it better because it's different. Um, that's really, really important. And, you know, I, I would love to have it translated one day, but one step at a time, um, we sure. want to get it out first in English, have it ready to go. We want to, you know, work towards publishing it in physical copies. Uh, we want the benefits overall, the utility benefits of that manga to be reaped by the holders and, and so on. So those are our focuses right now. But look, the way we structured the story, and this is all Ignacio, who's our, who's our storyteller uh, and our uh chief creative officer he's really weaved it together in a way where um it is super inclusive um diverse and you know is is not necessarily for children either because our target market isn't the kid that watches naruto right now but rather the per the the person who watched naruto 10 years ago and is now an adult hmm. uh and and you know wants to relive that and also the person who's just into manga and is okay to read uh you know is of the appropriate age to read read manga that could be a little bit violent um has very serious political storylines uh you know quite complex uh relations between the clans and really looking into um digging deep into history and philosophy politics and sociology and so on so i don't know if a child would necessarily appreciate it the way that we've written it anything else that you want to touch on uh no look blake that's that's about it it's been fantastic and i'd just like to say thank you to you once again and i'd love to also ask if the ada ninjas community can subscribe to your channel follow you on twitter that would be fantastic really excited to see how things grow for you as well. And, you know, I uh, really, really appreciate you having me on, mate. And uh, thanks a lot.
Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks again for coming on, sharing more about the project. Um, I was already excited and I think I'm even more excited now um, with just what you have coming up with the roadmap and the scroll coming out soon. I'll be excited to read that and dig into that a little bit more. Um, and maybe some point in the future, uh, when all the Cardinal community can get together, we can uh, meet in person. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be fantastic, mate. That's that's the dream, isn't it? Right. That's the dream. <laughs> Cardano, Cardano community all coming together. So there you go, guys. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can go ahead and follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get updates when the new episodes become available. And if you're enjoying the podcast, you can give a five-star rating on Apple or another podcast app. And if you want to take the next 30 to 60 seconds to leave a quick review, that would mean a lot to me. And I'd love to get to know you guys more. But thank you guys for listening and I'll see you in the next one.